The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, the Benham Brothers challenge you to be bold and broken as you become the bridge between heaven and earth. There's a disconnect between God and the people that He's created. And God wants to use us to be that bridge to bring that connection. And it starts right where you are. It could be the, the person that you see frequently at the grocery store every time you're, you're checking out. Well, that person may be disconnected from God and God wants you to be that bridge. It may be a simple, Jesus loves you. Today, I'm Betty, and this is James, and we have some of our dear friends back with us. I, I, I'm, I'm grinning. I've been grinning all week. I've got the Benham Brothers here. Would you we, welcome we, the Benham Brothers? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, but what I want to, what I want to hey, say, and I had to, to, to turn to you. I but, it here, here's the deal. Here, here's the deal. All right, let's talk about bold and broken. Becoming the bridge between heaven and earth. And let me just say this. You two guys are a gift from the Lord, really. Do you all get along? You don't dress like... Identical no, yeah. twins, but we, we get along all right as long as he does what I say. And I told, <laughs> but I told him, I said, we're going to be with James and Betty. Wear a button up with a collar. No, look right. at what he's this wearing. Looks look good. what he's wearing. It looks good. But he just told me before we even came here that I was a gift from the Lord. So <laughs> no, no, know, that's you, not that's true. Totally <laughs> I would never. You know, it's funny. We spoke at an event one time, and we got off the stage because we always jabber with each other. And a, and a, and an elder gentleman came up to us and said, I really enjoyed that speech, but you know, I think you boys ought not jab at each other so much. And Jason goes, okay, sir, well, what should we do? And he said, well, you know what you should do, Jason? Go up there on stage and put your hand on your brother's shoulder and look him in the eyes and say, you are a gift. And look at the crowd and say, my brother is a gift from God. And Jason goes, sir, that will never happen. <laughs> it's going to be a cold day in hell. <laughs> he said hell. He's a I Baptist. Can say you can't say, you're a Baptist. You can't say Baptist. There you go. It was really funny. Okay, I can tell y'all get along well. Now, what do you want us to hear? Because you put your heart in this. And I, I love the title, and I like the bridge. And between heaven and earth, and, and frankly, I I think God left us here not to get us out of here. Uh, right. I think He left us here to make a kingdom imprint and that's a kingdom right. impact, and let the weight of His presence and His the gravity, the weight of His grace get all over people. So that's I think right. we're here on a divine assignment, and I'm frankly still excited about it. And I'm 75 years old. I that's know. Right. You know, God's kingdom has already come down, and now all it's got to do is come out. That's there right. You go. Yeah. You know, when you talk about standing bold in the culture, I mean, when you talk about Ezekiel. Ezekiel 22, where God says, I look for a man who would stand boldly, you know, who would stand and fill the gap, but I found none. And we're at a point in our culture where we really need some Christians to stand boldly. I mean, you see what happened in New York. You see what's happened in Virginia you know, with, with what their governor said. And, and it's causing some people to really rise up. But that's why we wrote this book, because now we now's our time for Christians to stand boldly. But the key is, is that there are ditches on both sides of that road. You see, boldness apart from brokenness makes you a bully. Mm. So on the one side, you can jump up and be like Peter and grab the wrong weapon. You know, and he went to chop the dude's head off and he was a bad aim and only got the ear. 
you know, but yet he grabbed the wrong weapon and Jesus tells him, you got to put away the weapon. You know, you're, you're bold, but you're not broken, Peter. <laughs> and you've become a bully. That's a ditch on one side, but the ditch on the other side, and this is where a lot of people in the church find themselves today, is that brokenness apart from boldness makes you a bystander. Yeah. Wow. So on one side, you can be a bully. Yeah. On the other side, you'll be a bystander. But what David and I are saying and through our book is that we talk about your boldness needs to be fueled by your brokenness. And then you'll become a bridge that connects heaven to earth. And what we mean by brokenness is brokenness doesn't mean you're out of the game. A lot of people say, well, man, I don't want to be broken. No, brokenness means you're in the game. Our dad uh, he loved us a lot. Thank God we had a good dad and he would teach us. He'd say, boys, only those horses willing to be broken by their master are fit to pull the king's chariot. The rest are left to pasture. And he said so, that just after I broke David on the basketball court. And he had to encourage his son. He broke me on a basketball court. laying down on his back. Let me ask you, how many times did you dunk a basketball in high school? Not many, but I tell no. you what, I did knock him out in a boxing match okay, when whatever. we were 14. We're not talking about boxing. Okay, so, but we want to we wanna bring the presence of Jesus Christ wherever we go. And so when we wrote this uh, book, it's 28 chapters of practical, simple, real life stories on what it looks like to be both bold and broken, to become a bridge that connects heaven to earth. You know, Jesus taught us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we see that divine disconnect. There's heaven, the will of God in heaven and the will of God on earth. Jesus bridges that gap, but then he uses us to continue the connection. And so this is what God wants us to do. So if we're going to do that in today's often hostile culture toward Christian values, the Lord wants us to be bold, but he wants us to be broken. So we speak the truth. We speak it in love. We can speak it with a smile on our face because we've read the end of the book. <laughs> we don't fight for victory. We fight from it. And so we can bring his kingdom. And that's what he wants us to do. Well, you got hit pretty hard with your reality TV program because y'all took a stand for God. And that was a that was a pretty stable, strong income source. When you got hit like that, that was a blow. And it was a blow because you took a stand and you were not being unkind. You just simply, it's like, like yep. the little girl that we wrote about on the stream this past week who put the Bible verses up during the Gay Pride Week yes. when they were promoting homosexuality That's all right. over the school with all kind of banners and flags. And, and the colors. principal pulled and she just put, put little uh, stickers with the uh, Bible verses, which kids put things up all the time, but they took hers down. That's exactly right. They disciplined right. her. They put her on probation, basically uh, in school suspension, mm -hmm. and really scolded her for just being a witness. Well, you all had the same thing happen. Yeah. Did this really knock you all back and put you down in the doldrums when you lost this great reality television program? You well, know, you let me, let, me, <laughs> let me do this one. I'm the younger brother. I got brother, something to say, but yeah, so go ahead. I, I've got to jump in. Go but, ahead. You know, like we, we grew up singing the song, This Little Light of Mine, I'm Going to Let It Shine. Don't let Satan blow it out. And our idea and the image that we have when we sing that song is that our light is like a candle. But the problem is, is that when the wind comes along and blows on a candle, the light goes out. You see, in today's cultural context in America today, we need to replace the image of a candle with the image of a coal, like the burning ember inside of a fire pit. And when the wind comes along and blows on that, Brighter. the same wind that extinguishes the candle's light ignites the coal's light. And now is our time. be a coal because yeah. that's what happens to me. <laughs> that's right. Seriously. But you know how God gets the light that's inside of Christians out into the world? He puts you in situations and around people who try to extinguish the light that's inside you. And if you've been faithful in God's word and faithful 
spending time with the Lord, there's something stoked inside of you that when a little girl like that puts, you know, she's shining the light and she's putting the Bible verses up and then, then you know, Satan's trying to extinguish that light. That very act is what's going to ignite it. That's exactly right. And, and even more importantly than whatever it was he just said. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> but when we shine the light, God, Jesus told us that we are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. We can't forget that. And when we are the light of the world, Jesus said, let your light so shine before men in Matthew 5, 16, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So when we shine our light, we're shining the light on the good works. And we've written 28 chapters of what good works look like. But here's what else light does. Not only does it reveal your good works, but it exposes the world's evil deeds. Mm -hmm. And darkness hated the light, John chapter 3, because it exposed that its deeds were evil. So what we're, do, what we're seeing in culture today is a lot of believers just want to flip the light off because I don't want the world to come at me and call me a bigot or a hater or intolerant or whatever because that's not truly my nature. That's not truly what I am. I'm just speaking that, hey, listen, the, the gospel, therefore repent and return that your sins may be wiped away, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. That's never changed. <laughs> but today we're changing what sin truly is and is not. And we've become a God unto ourselves. And so now is a moment for the gospel. That's why we wrote Bold and Broken. It's like if you're going to bring the gospel into the culture, if you're going to bring the gospel wherever you go and shine the light, you got to do it bold and broken and just let God be God. Because some people are going to call you names. Some people are going to come after your reality show, which is what happened with us. We said that marriage is between a man and a woman and life begins at conception. And those are two things you cannot say. <laughs> Unless you want to get in some trouble today, but that's okay mm -hmm. because by God's grace, it actually in, ignited our light as opposed to blowing it out. Yeah. You all had, you, you ask him something. You no, know, I was maybe. just sitting here thinking through with the bold and the brokenness together, we can be that light and we can yeah. shine that light on people that are broken, but don't right. know they can be bold with, with the boldness that's of so God good. And, and be re remade and reformed in God's likeness. Absolutely. And that there's still some value. Yes. You know, I love that you brought that up because a lot of folks that are watching this program also would think, you know what, I, I you know, I'm not the culture a warrior of a James Robinson or, or I haven't, you know, I, I don't have the platform of a Benham Brothers. And, and this is why we wrote this book like, like the way that we did. We talk very practical. How do you become the bridge between heaven and earth for people? And we say very practically, you have to recognize first that, that there's a disconnect between God and the people that he's created. And God wants to use us to be that bridge to bring that connection. And it starts right where you are. It could be the, the person that you see frequently at the grocery store every time you're, you're checking out. Well, that person may be disconnected from God and God wants you to be that bridge. It may be a simple, Jesus loves you to that person in that moment. And guess what? You know what it takes boldness to do that? Because just the other day I was at Earth Fair and I felt a prick of the Holy Spirit for me to tell the woman who was the, the lady doing the checkout, that Jesus loved her. And I was scared. I legitimately felt fear. Like, oh, I'm going to look like an idiot. I got this person behind me. She's going to hear it. You know, and I started doing all these mental gymnastics. And I just said to her, you know, I think God wants me to tell you that Jesus loves you. And she just stopped and she looked at me. She said, wow, that took boldness. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wrote a book on it. I didn't tell her that, but I think I wrote a book on it, but I was scared to death. Do you know what I'm saying? And she said, you know what? I really needed to hear that. And thank you. That was it. And we also tell another story and I'll do this one really quick. But I was sitting on an airplane 
and Jason's uh, up against the window. He's already ugly face snoozing on the window. I mean, we hadn't even taken off yet, and I'm sitting on the aisle, and the lady walks up, says, I'm in between you guys, and I have my Bible open. So I close my Bible. I help her to her seat. I sit down. She looks over at me and goes, I just want you to know I'm a flaming liberal feminist, and I believe nothing like you. And I was like, wow. No, she saw was your Bible. <laughs> she just saw my Bible. I'm David. Nice to meet you. Well, the minute I heard that, my fight, my fight mentality is I'm going to win my point. But the Holy Spirit pricked me and said, win the person first. Mm. So I just got real quiet and I just began to ask her questions. And by is that he time, still over sleeping? Oh, he's snoring. <laughs> amazing time he has <laughs> no idea what's going on during this spiritual interaction. He could have at least woke up Jesus and Jesus had some of those. He, he did. did. He did. Snoozing he in the boat. He said, wake prayer. up and pray. Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. So we're now about an hour into the flight, 30,000 feet, and... And I started asking her questions about her family. She's telling me about her kids struggling with anxiety and depression. And, and all of a sudden, I just really felt the Holy Spirit say, you need to read Psalm 139 to her. So I asked permission. I said, would you mind if I read to you a, a passage of scripture that I think you would really enjoy? And she says, yeah, go ahead. At first, she wanted to take my Bible out. And now she's like, okay, yeah. So I opened to Psalm 139. And I start reading about, you know, that God formed her, knit her together mm -hmm. in her mother's womb. And, and marvelous are God's works and his thoughts are for her. And, and I began to read. And as I'm reading, all of a sudden her chin starts quivering. Tears start flowing down her face. That's great. And she says, I can't believe I'm going to tell you this, but my entire adult life I've had a recurring dream. And she said, and, and I was adopted at birth. And she said, and, and, and in my dream... She was actually adopted, but in her dream, she says, I'm in the hospital, I'm in an incubator, and I'm in the elevator. And she says, and I'm looking up at the doctors and nurses, and I'm screaming at them, don't worry about me, I'll take care of myself. Mm. You see, she got right to the root of her feminism mm. without me saying anything. Mm. I just read scripture. And then I began, I said, do you mind if I continue reading? And I read the rest of Psalm 139, and she's weeping at this point. He's still sleeping. <laughs> and so... And at this point, I watched God. Yeah, it's great. I watched God use me as a bridge yeah. just Beautiful. between heaven and earth and her life. By the time Absolutely. the flight was over, he finally woke up, and she was like, can I have more verses? And it was just amazing what God did. <laughs> okay, we're going to give you a chance, Jason. <laughs> we just got a little bit of time left. Everything in this book is inspiration, and we need boldness. The uh, bold and broken inspires people to engage properly. That's right. And I think God uses broken vessels. Amen. One of the things I think we need to realize is you don't have to have tragedy to be broken. Mm -hmm. The cross will break yes. you. Yes. God's word is a hammer. It'll break us. So you don't have to have a death, a loss, a disease, a crisis, a catastrophic accident. That can break us. That's right. And God will use broken vessels, but he only uses broken vessels, yeah. and he can use broken vessels broken by his word. You want to add anything, Jason, because you finally woke up. We, <laughs> I did. We, we didn't have the camera on you while you were snoozing over there a little while on set. You know, there's this, there's this ancient uh, little uh, tactic that the I think they f discovered it in, in Japan. This was centuries ago where if they broke a pot, a vessel, they would put it back together, and I think it's called 
called kinsagi, where they would take uh, gold dust or silver dust or copper and they would mix it in with mortar and they would put the pieces of the pot back together and then you, you can see it right. now. And now these things are so incredibly popular mm -hmm. that people don't want a pot that hasn't been broken. Well, yeah. But that's what God that's does right. is he uses it's us. It's more he, priceless that's that's right. because exactly of the right. art that put it back together. Mm -hmm. That's right. The exactly craftsmanship. Right. The master craftsman. Yes. Right. You like these guys? I'm Betty and I sure like them. <laughs> I think most of America likes them. Most of America likes y'all. I think this, the deceivers crowd may be a little unhappy, <laughs> but you know what? Here's the thing I wish you'd understand. Those of you who just say, we don't like any of you. We're this or that. You know, God wants the best for everyone and freedom is what truth offers. Freedom is what the gospel gives and freedom is like the rain. It blesses everybody. Freedom gives every one of us an opportunity. You can live because of freedom with a clenched fist in the face of a holy God. You won't live very happy, but freedom allows you to do it. That's freedom. But when you get free from that grip of the enemy, free from deception, free from recurring defeat, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory, Paul said. And boy, had he been defeated by religion and by academic achievement and strength and power and yet he found life in Jesus. This is about finding that life and then living it bold and broken. And I really do thank you guys for your witness. Thank you for the book. I pray everybody will get one and, and you'll get one for a friend. Encourage them to get it. Would you join Betty and me in telling this incredibly highly sophisticated brother and his lowly brother. <laughs> David and Jason, we love y'all. Thank, thank you. all of you. And I know you like what we do, guys, because you've been around us a lot. Our viewers have got to be. The missionaries say they're the greatest Christians in the world. We like to talk about what great Christians <laughs> the missionaries are who yeah, leave right. everything and move into very difficult circumstances. But they tell us the viewers who let them do it and enable them to mm -hmm. do good while they're there, you're the greatest. And I believe that. I want to thank you for listening to the testimonies you hear giving Betty and me a chance to share our heart and what we believe is God's heart. But beyond that, I want to thank you for being willing to look at people often considered the least of these hmm. and seldom considered. You look, you listen, and you touch with love. Thank you for watching. As you watch, ask God to direct what you do, and you will become a miracle hmm. in someone's life. Our mission team recently traveled to South Sudan. While there, Luke Redmond and Isak Pretorius encountered desperate mothers concerned for their children's lives. One mother literally begged them to come into her hut. What they discovered was heartbreaking. I can't even imagine what it would be like as a mother to sit here with their child that is literally dying in front of them. We've been in this village most of the day and this mother who, who saw us was just like pulled us into her home. And when we walked in here, it was almost like an overwhelming sense of just of death. Um, with with nothing to to give them right now, or nothing that that we could that we could do right now in this moment, um, but but she thought we could. 
It's sad to note this mother who caught the attention of Luke and Isak is just one of hundreds of mothers whose children are suffering and in many cases dying because of the food crisis that is ravaging this area. This mother was so right to pull us in here because we are the only lifeline for her and her child. But I need you to know that without you, we cannot do this. We cannot save this child's life. We cannot honor this mother's call. So I'm calling out to you today from the bottom of my heart. I'm asking you, please help us bring life to this child and so many other children in this village that so desperately need it. You know, Betty and I have 11 grandchildren, six grandsons. That's our oldest grandson you saw there talking about the little child. Luke came in to the audio booth where I was talking to all of our friends and supporters with a message of the month. And I was talking about loving the hungry and the hurting. And he was three years old. And you remember, Betty, he said, we got, we got to give them food because if we don't, they will die. Mm. And I said, well, well, Luke, how are we going to do it? He's three years old. He said, well, we're going, we're going to give them food. And I said, well, where are we going to get the food? He said, we're going to give with money. <laughs> and I said, well, well, where are we going to get the money? He said, we're going to give it. And he was three years old. And now I see him there. He's 28. And wow. he, the most beautiful picture that Luke ever put on uh, social media where the family could see it was him kissing their little baby girl who was probably about six months old at the time and his wife. And there, that, that just, I just saw the love that he had. And when he came home from that trip that he was talking about wanting to bring home some of the children that their parents had been killed uh, and they had nothing. And literally he and his wife sat there in front of us trying to figure out how could they get those children and two of them were teenagers. They wanted to help them. So here's the thing. When you, when you have God's love and you see a need, God wants to meet that need. And with no exaggeration, we are the vessel and the channel through which he freely flows his love. And we become the hands. We, we become the hand that extends the cup of water or gives them bread or food and nourishment for life. Would you do that right now? Would, would you be the expression of God's love as a member of the body of Christ? Would you go online or dial that number. Remember, the number's there paid for by love so people could call with a broken heart. You can't believe how many people call. Right now, while we're appealing for help to save lives, 80 to 85% of the calls all day, hundreds and hundreds, will be, would you pray for me? Pray for me. Broken and hurt. But I'm asking why love pays for that call and why love prays for that person. Would you call now to be a lifeline? Would you be an answer to someone's prayer, to the heart cry of a mother, a family, the need of a child? Would you go online or dial the number and take your bank card and use it like a check to make a love gift of life? Please do it. Please get up and go get the card right now. Use it like a check. If you write a check, make it to life. Call us and tell us you're mailing it. Remember this. We've got 400,000 children located right now. Many of them already organized into areas where we can feed. We just need the support to do it for the next months. 30, 50, or $100, listen to what I said, 
30, 50, or 100 feeds three, five, or 10 children for the next months. $1,000 a feed 100. If you could do it, do that, please. But I believe every one of you watching can do something. Would you do it right now? We have gifts to send you to say thank you and encourage you in your spiritual life. I know you appreciate that, but I know you're doing what you're doing because the love of God is being shared through you like a river of life. Thank you for letting it flow. Thank you so much. In impoverished and drought-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great, and without food, they face severe malnutrition, even death. Through Life's Mission Feeding Outreach, you can save lives by feeding and caring for children currently suffering from starvation in parts of Angola, Mozambique, and South Sudan. With previous reserves gone and mission feeding helping in areas of great famine, we urgently need your support to replenish food supplies to reach the 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your life-saving gift of 30, 50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children. With your gift, we'll send you the James Code by O.S. Hawkins, an outstanding devotional to help you go from knowing about God to living for God and putting your faith into action. You'll also enjoy this beautifully crafted leather bookmark. With your gift of $100 or more, please request the Passion Translation Bible. This New Testament edition, including Psalms and Proverbs, ignites the passion of the Bible to modern readers by merging the passion of God's heart for His children with the life-changing truth of His Word. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request our commemorative bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. This is a grave. It's an empty grave. It has no real significance until you put someone in it. Unfortunately, they're putting far too many children into these graves. Malnutrition is robbing children of their future and robbing families of their joy. They've already dug these graves because they are expecting death. But I have a prayer. I'm expecting life. So I, I ask all of you, will you fill a bowl so they don't fill a grave? I hope everyone watching will do the best that they can, give the best you can, because they don't have to be waiting on children to die. We can make that difference. If you'll just go to the phone right now, go online, give the best gift you can, and know that when you fill that bowl, you give a child hope and life. You know, our, our audience has been praying and asking God to move on those of you who listen, and, and I really believe He has, and we want to thank you for your response. Thank you for seeing a need and joyfully and compassionately meeting it. The authors of the book, Bold and Broken, two of my favorite people in the world. I, I, I love them. I think they're giants in the Lord. I think they're inspiring all of us to be bold and broken and understand the power and the impact of living like that. So get the book. If you say, James, we help feed these kids, would you mind sending it to us? You better believe we will. We will bless you and say thank you as you bless others. So if you want it, just ask for it. Would you join Betty and me and say thanks to these brothers again? Love you guys.
Thank Don't you. come back anytime. Okay? Absolutely. Thank We're you. We're in the battle together. Bold and bold. Yeah. Thank you for watching Life Today. Encourage others to join us every day on Life Today. Are you concerned about keeping your family well-equipped to manage your resources when you pass away and leaving a lasting legacy? Contact Life Planning Services today. Any one of us would pay four or $500 to make our greatest worry go away. And that's the lie of abortion. Meet the real Sean Carney from the movie Unplanned. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.